Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday at 10 when we aren't on air. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, every social media out there again at the Duncan Duo. And if you're someone that's looking to buy or sell a home, Curious about what happens in the home inspection process. We have Rich Fuchlin from a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections here today talking to us about home inspections and answering some questions. So if you're in the real estate game, if you're thinking about buying or selling, the home inspection process is, is one of the um, you know, one of the most complicated contingencies in a real estate transaction. A buyer has to inspect a home to make sure that it is as they expect it to be. And um, you know, Rich, I think that you know, as we approach, we get a little closer to the holidays. Home inspections get a little bit more complicated, um, you know, with holiday decorations, right? Like people putting Christmas trees out and lights and decorations, and you guys are trying to trip over someone's, you know, Christmas holiday stuff. Um, what would you say as we approach kind of near the end of the year, things people need to pay attention to this time of year that, that maybe they don't have to as much during other times of year? Yeah, Andrew, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on the show. Um, all home inspections can be complicated due to other uh, the current occupants personal property right because so, you guys sometimes are stuck with their property blocks something and like how do you move it and you put a big christmas tree in the living room and hey look we want you to support christmas look i got a big christmas tree too when you're selling your home it can be more comp- complex absolutely absolutely and certainly then at the holiday time there's more of that personal stuff um, sometimes over the top a griswold house yeah um, that's yeah. my house by the way i'm the griswold house um, you know. t- typically it's not too bad i mean so long as as we have access to the main components of the home and a representative number of all the other components yeah. you know so we don't need to have access to every single electrical outlet every single uh, light switch um, just so long as we have a representative number we're going to be able to do a pretty thorough home inspection one of the things that's happening right now that i think is really relevant to have you on the show um you know we're we're in a real estate market that has you know changed so dramatically the last year it's changed a lot for the good prices have risen more transactions um but the one thing that i've noticed is there are a lot more flip properties there are a lot more um corporate institutions that are buying homes and then renovating them and reselling them and and i personally i mean we advertise on this station right now we'll, we'll buy your home cash we'll buy your home instantly you know we we've, we've got a trade-in program we've got all these programs that allow people to do that the the downside of a labor market today that is, you know, overburdened with with more work than a lot of construction companies can keep up with is that sometimes corners get cut, things get missed. Um, you know, flip properties, I can imagine, are probably the bane of your existence sometimes when you have to go out and inspect because you find stuff that it may look great on the surface, but that's, you know, someone may think a home was completely renovated, but behind the walls wasn't touched and there's problems. And just like a new construction house, a flip, flip house is going to have some obstacles in the home inspection. Absolutely. Um, just did a flipped home uh, very recently. Um, same kind of deal. It's a little bit older home, about a 30-year-old home. Um, inside the house looked fantastic. Um, you know, some high-end finishes. Uh, fortunately, done enough of them that once we know it's a flipped home, and you, and you can identify them. Whether, yeah, whether you usually know or not. pretty quickly. The same, um, like paint colors, tile, you know, like we literally, we do stick to a lot of the same um, our materials, like, you know, we buy in bulk and we kind of stick to that same yep. pattern. It's what works. So usually you can pick that out pretty quickly. Yep. And, and as soon as you see that, you know, the, the certain items to look for. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. This uh, most recent one, they actually got shut down during, uh, the day of the inspection because they didn't have permits for any of the, oh, uh, upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. you know, which obviously that's a different scenario, but you know, once you know, it's a flipped home, there are certain things you're going to be looking at. You're going to be looking really closely at all those really nice new, uh, can lights that were installed. You go up in the attic and it's like a, a 
bowl of spaghetti with the wiring. So yeah, yeah, you d- definitely something to be cautious of. Th- those are things I notice too. Um, I-, I feel like on flipped homes, sometimes you have obstacles with the electric. You know, that, that seems to be something that a lot of rehabbers and flippers look at and think, man, I'm not going to get a return on investment on spending all this money to rewire a house. So that's something that I feel like comes up pretty regularly. I think another thing that happens um, on flip houses is, um, you know, roof stuff. They try and patch a roof or they try and like get by with a few more years to be able to sell the home without spending a bunch of money on the roof. So they're probably two of the things to me. I feel like sometimes flippers won't necessarily believe they're going to get a good return on investment on fixing those things that can show up in a home inspection. Yeah, agreed. And fortunately, I guess, you know, being a home inspector, I'm pretty used to being the bearer of bad news. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of the one of the things that come with the job. But fortunately, because of the way, or unfortunately, with the insurance market being very particular on yeah. life expectancy on the roof, it kind of makes that easier because even if they try to patch it up, it, it's yeah. not going to fly. It's not going to pass company. on a four point. Yeah. So, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on uh, WFLA News. Uh, we're here every Sunday. Catch on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo. Uh, excited and proud to still be the official real estate agents of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so we're we're super excited about the uh, hockey season starting up and you know attending some games and and you know I was at the opener the other night and it was just kind of surreal to see like my logo getting swiped across the jumbotron for the replay swipes. And uh, this year we're actually going to have um, we're going to have the company logo is going to be on the boards um, for a lot of the TV games, which I think is is super cool. But uh, but nonetheless, hockey season coming, and and uh, the opener wasn't what we wanted from the bolts, but but it was still uh, great great regardless. You know, Rich, another thing that's really common right now, um, you know, and I think you know we've got a low inventory real estate market, and with a low inventory real estate market, there's only so many places where we can get inventory from. I've been talking on the show for months to home sellers that have equity, telling them, hey, look, tax changes could happen, or or people that own investment properties, tax changes could eat up the equity gain you think you're going to save by holding on to it for another year or two. And I've, I've really been encouraging people to think about selling real estate assets with the market as hot as it is and prices as high as they are. Look, we know what goes up must come down. It just happens. Um, but the reality is, is a lot of the inventory in our market right now is getting created by new construction um, and new builds. And I can't tell you how many times we have home buyers say, oh, it's it's brand new. Why do I need a home inspection? And I have to tell you, that's the worst thing. Uh, you know, I've, I've personally moved into a brand new home and found all kinds of stuff like, you know, and, I, and I'm pretty good at this, you know, but but like people buying a new construction home, explain to people why if they're buying a new home, they still need a home inspection. In fact, probably more so than the resales in a lot of instances. I would tend to agree, quite honestly. Um, so at a buyer's choice, we do a, a three-phase construction inspection. Um, the first one is a pre-concrete pour, where you're checking um, the, the foundation forms, um, you know, the extremely rough-in plumbing electrical. Um, the second one, and to me, the most important one is the pre-drywall. At this point, particular phase. Um, the foundation is done. The slab is done. All the framing framing is done. Uh, typically, the roof is on. Um, hopefully, the windows are in. And it's the very last step prior to the drywall going up and the last time that anybody's going to have a chance to have an easy look at what's behind the walls. Um, to me, that is the most important inspection you could have. Um, if you're going to buy a brand new home, to me, that is by all means uh, imperative. Um, I would almost rather see somebody do that inspection 
and um, maybe bypass the final inspection, which is more cosmetic, you know, your blue tape yeah. in the walls. Yeah, which they call that the, um, you know, your punch list. You know, the, the they missed a screw on the electrical outlet or there's a scrape on the wall or, you know, it's cosmetic stuff that buyers think, oh, I want that corrected. But what they don't realize is that the stuff behind the walls is the more expensive stuff. Yep. And quite honestly, um, yeah. I do a lot of business in Eastern Hillsborough County, which has had new construction for, yeah. you know, brand, last 10 Brand Rico View. That's what we call it. Brand Rico there View. We, so, we do a ton of business. Yeah. And so, um, you know, eight years ago, I was doing very few new construction inspections because the market was much different, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, and people didn't see the value of it. Um, now it's probably about 20% of my business. Yeah. Um, people realize, especially with all the other things going on with labor, um, the quality is bad. Really have to keep. I, I, I can't say yeah. bad because there's a lot of great builders. Yeah. But the quality suffers when there's a shortage of labor and there's a rush to get homes completed because of the demand, you know, so, so that's what ends up happening. And, and so, you know, we work with a lot of great builders, so it, it's not to say that the quality is bad, but I think the quality isn't as good as it was when builders had more time to concentrate on each specific home. Another thing that I think kind of contributes to that is, um, you know, the, the permit process takes longer. All these things take longer. So the builders are then rushing to get these homes out because people want to move into them, you know? And, yep. and so the thing that I would tell you, if you're a home buyer and you're trying to rush the builder along, maybe take a seat back, let them take their time so that, so you're not pressing them. And then they're making mistakes because you're pressing them to get the home completed by your timeline instead of by the timeline that the job will be completed the best way it can be. So, um, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Uh, Rich Fuchlin with a buyer's uh, choice, a buyer's choice home inspections. And, um, you know, interesting. The other thing about new construction that I think, um, you know, people um, don't realize is how often um, the the builder uses different subs for different things. So this isn't some sort of like you have one guy going through and fixing everything. They may they may hire out appliances to some third party company. And then the everything with the house could be great, but let's just say, um, and, and this happened recently, unfortunately, let's just say the uh, appliance company forgets to hook up the water line for the washer uh, properly. And the home buyer uh, in their more than million dollar house decides to go for a walk and put some laundry in and comes back to a catastrophe of water. So the those are things that, um, you know, even, and, and in a lot of instances, home inspectors don't inspect certain things. And a lot of buyers don't know that they, they go into the process thinking that, oh yeah, they're going to inspect the pool or they're going to inspect the washer and dryer. And those typically tend to be either not inspected or extra, extra charges associated with those things. So, so th that's where I think sometimes the communication lapses, but builders will mess up those things. And then you've got a brand new house that just got water damage in it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, just saw one very similar, but it was the dishwasher drain line. Yeah. Same thing. So first time they would have uh, run that dishwasher, they would have had a mess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when I moved in, you know, I had a custom home build a couple years ago. When I moved in, the first time I tried to use the uh, jacuzzi tub and I went to hit the jacuzzi thing, there was a leak and it just, it didn't work and it bubbled and brown stuff started squirting out. And I just didn't know what was going on. So, you know, if it happens to me, I promise it can happen to you is to make sure that, um, that you are, um, Hiring a home inspector. In fact, make sure you're hiring Rich at a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections. Uh, Rich, what's the best website for you? Um, abuyerschoicetampa.com. Okay. So um, it's abuyerschoicetampa.com. Absolutely. Okay. 
and uh, I also take a lot of um, inspection requests uh, online. Okay. And I have a, another website, which is schedulyourinspection.com. Schedulyourinspection.com. Which allows, That's which super easy to remember. Schedulyourinspection.com. Again, schedulyourinspection.com. And what we're going to talk about next, Rich, and uh, you're going to have to think about these while we go to commercial break. I want to hear some of your funniest or most horrifying stories in the home inspection process because I am certain, you know, just being in the business as long as I have been, I've seen some of the craziest things ever. And I think our listeners would want to know like some of the most interesting or crazy things. Um, I actually had a professional athlete have a weird, uh, crazy inspection, uh, interestingly enough, uh, back several years ago. So we'll talk to Rich after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I have Rich Fuchlin from a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections, a buyerschoicetampa.com and schedulyourinspection.com. And uh, you heard it here first. We're continuing as the official real estate agents of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, we didn't make it uh, we didn't make uh, getting everything squared away by opening night, uh, but the Lightning put my logos up on everything anyway, so I was very grateful for that. But but uh, we got the deal squared away, so I'm excited for that, and uh, you'll hear more about that. We'll have some contests to give away tickets to uh, to clients and listeners uh, to games uh, on upcoming episodes, and, and again, on all of our socials, at The Duncan Duo. Rich, um, one of the funniest things that, that I feel like I, I have learned over the years is that real estate is so unpredictable. You have no idea sometimes what you're going to, even if you're going into a luxury neighborhood and you may think that everything is perfect in that neighborhood and then you get to a house and you find some crazy stuff wrong with it. So I wanted you to share maybe a couple stories about um, some of the funniest or most interesting things you've seen during the home inspection process as you've as you've been out there kind of on the streets inspecting homes. Yeah, it's um, I think one of the, one of the most interesting and odd things and, and somewhat scary at the time uh, Go up into the attic, you know, and you expect to see uh, darkness and insulation, and you find a very um, uh, detailed and very intricate marijuana grow system in the <laughs> attic. Um, yes, I, I've, I've done that actually twice, and it's been a few years now. And and thinking about it, I think I haven't seen it recently because they've changed the laws in right Florida. Right now, it's pretty so legalized they put those for the most guys part. Out of yeah, business. It's a yeah. Lot, yeah, a lot of those guys sneaking around are now at a tr- True Leave and some of the yeah. dispensaries all over all over Tampa Bay. So it has kind of changed quite a bit. But that that's an interesting one. Yeah. We've had. And this this was um, not not with you as an inspector, but we have had meth houses discovered, um, homes that were previously used for meth during the home inspection process. Another one that I thought was really funny, and this home inspection, this is like a decade ago, the home, this home inspection is not in Tampa anymore. Um, and so inspectors, the interesting thing about inspectors um, that I always, I, I find unique, um, you guys have to be very specific in your reports, but there's things that you can't, that you don't say. You know, there, there are things that you, um, as a home inspector, maybe you're not qualified to assess whether or not this or that is there. And we had a home inspection report one time where the home inspector indicated that the uh, basically the house might be haunted, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. And this time of year, like, you know, it's kind of interesting because they had a paragraph where uh, they said things like, you know, it sounded as if someone was walking upstairs and we went upstairs and there was no one there and we don't know what the sound was. And we heard it numerous times and we couldn't figure it out. And it's just, it's, I mean, this is the time of year for that, right? I was at Screamageddon this week and, uh, you know, walking through, you know, a legitimate, like, you know, intentionally haunted, haunted house. It, it made me remember it. And uh, the the funny part, the funny part about it is that the 
Um, it was it was our listing, and the agent on the other side had an uproar about that even being in an inspection report. Because is the inspector really qualified to make an assumption like that, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if anyone really is, but but the reality is, you guys have to truly stick to facts. That that's the purpose of the home inspection is to stick to what you can. Um, what you can prove, what you can, you know, detail out, what you can show is actually going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, you mentioned it earlier about clients not necessarily knowing what is included and what's not included. Um, you know, every buyer should be given a copy of the standards of practice that the home right. inspector follows. They're not going to read it because it's the fine yeah. print stuff. Um, you know, that's why I always make a point for, um, Anything that typically isn't in the standards of practice that I do inspect, I like to let them know that. Yeah. Uh, for instance, like irrigation systems, that's not something that's in there. But we're in Florida, you know, eighty or ninety percent of the houses have it. I inspect it. Yeah. Same with pools. Um, I inspect pools as part of my home inspection. Cool. Not for an additional fee. Cool. Just that's a great. That's a great thing because a lot of companies charge an upgrade or a higher charge for that. Exactly. So that, yep. That's kind of nice. So the last home inspection thing that I had that was really funny. Um, and, and this was, um, this was when I was still, um, I mean, this is a decade ago, so I was still actively, um, you know, selling homes. And so it was a, a husband and wife who put their house on the market and they were traveling and, um, they wanted it sold without really it being known by a lot of people. So we didn't put a sign in the yard. We didn't, we didn't really like do a lot to advertise it. And, um, so the home goes under contract relatively quickly. It was almost like a pocket deal. Like we had the buyer and it just kind of happened. And so the home inspector comes out on a Saturday and the, the parent's kid was home from college with his girlfriend in the living room, nude as the home inspector walks in. They were, I don't know, maybe they were reading the Bible. I don't really know what they were doing nude in the living room, but, but the home inspector was quite um, shocked and it had to be rescheduled. And then there was all kinds of chaos and, um, it was, it was really pretty interesting. So I remember getting that phone call at, uh, like a nine thirty in the morning on a Saturday. Um, so the world of real estate is, is often quite interesting. Um, and I know there's a lot of reality TV shows. I would tell you though, that they're not really reality. I call them unreality TV shows on real estate, but there, there are some interesting things that happen. So we're going to be back. We're going to continue our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo with Rich Fuchlin from A Buyer's Choice Home Inspections. Excited that, uh, and I announced it previously, but uh, we are again the official real estate agents of your Tampa Bay Lightning. Excited to uh, be in partnership with the Bolts again and and looking forward to, uh, to a winning season. Uh, one of the interesting things about the Tampa Bay real estate market um, you know, that, that is that we're, we're going to notice some changes uh, the rest of this year and into 2022. Uh, the last couple of years, we've seen very little foreign investment in real estate, mostly because of COVID and travel restrictions. Uh, people from countries that typically spend a lot of money buying real estate in Florida haven't been around. So if you're a home buyer, uh, be prepared that now you're not just going to have hedge funds to compete with. Uh, you're not just going to have everyday home buyers to compete with, but now you're going to have foreign investors coming in to buy real estate here for buy and hold, for Airbnb, for rentals, uh, and then and then simply for vacation and second homes. But the uh, you know again during the pandemic, um, we just didn't see a lot of inbound in investment in real estate. But U.S. and Canada um, have continued to be a force in foreign markets, you know, as we've traveled outside and, and foreign markets continue to be impacted while people with the money to do so in U S and Canada have looked for other places in the world to spend on real estate that aren't as 
amped up and ramped up with price as our market. So that is something that's going to that's going to change. We're going to see more of a, an influence on that. I think you're going to see real estate companies that that um, accommodate that and that that pursue that uh, do really well with foreign investment. It's something that um, that certainly isn't. Um, we just haven't had to deal with it the last couple of years. I remember before the pandemic. I remember one year we had a uh, an investor from Asia that came in and in a couple month period spent $30 million on real estate in Florida, all residential. And I think we may have sold them three or four listings. And, and so, you know, there, there are people that have that kind of cash that will come in and just buy properties and practically not even use them or barely use them or have family stay in them every once in a while. So it's, 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 it's really interesting to, to know that that is going to come, um, you know, that that's going to come back. So Anyway, you're listening to Duncan Do a Real Estate Show, and and I want to talk next about some things to do before you make an offer on a house. Look, when you're when you're thinking about making an offer on a house, there's some things that are relatively typical for you to do. Rich, obviously, you know they're they're you know the the home inspection process tends to be after the offer. You know, so there's there's stuff about that that um, are going to happen after the offer's made, but before the uh, offer is made, um, you know, looking at the looking at the property's history. You can look up um, in Tampa Bay. You can look up in each respective county permitting, see what permits have been filed and closed out, what permits are open. You can look up and see or have your real estate agent look up and see how long it's been on the market, um, You know when it's been on the market before, when it's sold before. You can look up on the property appraiser's website, determine what has it been assessed at previously. And one word of advice about the assessments, assessments are not market value. Okay, Assessments are in arrears, and they're typically they're going to have exemptions and things backed out of them. So only look at the assessment from a standpoint of seeing a trend. Okay. Don't look at it and think that that's what something is worth. We still, to this day, sometimes get emails from people complaining why a house is priced as much when the county assesses it at X. I mean, it still, it still happens today. So hunting down the home's history, um, fishing around about finances. So this is something where um, you can determine it, you know, it, it, does it appear that there's a mortgage? Has the mortgage been paid off? Are there any list pendants that have ever been recorded? All this is a matter of public record. Um, does it appear that the, that the homeowners are in any kind of financial trouble? You know, does there, is there a lack of maintenance? Rich, I think you can probably attest to this, but if you notice something in the home that's normally routine and not being maintained, probably the larger type items aren't being maintained the same way either. Absolutely. Absolutely. And quite honestly, um, most people don't do routine maintenance on their houses. Yeah. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. They, <laughs> they don't. And then, and then those things creep up. They don't change the AC filter. They don't, they don't fix a stucco crack. They don't, um, you know, they don't run something through to clean out the washer, to clean out the dryer vent line. They, you know, a lot of things you're right. They just don't do. And then it ends up being problematic during that home inspection process. So, so you can, um, you know, you can make an assumption that if there are things not being taken care of that you can see, there's stuff that you can't see not being taken care of as well. Um, measuring the market is, is an important one and probing permits. I kind of mentioned that before. Measuring the market is just kind of, you know, you can look at the comps. You can look at what's sold. You can look at um, what, how's the market trending. You can look at stuff that sold six months ago. Is the market trending up? Is it trending down? Just about everywhere in Tampa Bay is trending up. Um, there are some neighborhoods where maybe it's flatlined a little bit, but, but that's about it. I mentioned, mentioned, I mentioned looking at property taxes. This is something really, really important. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about buying a house and you're getting good faith estimates from mortgage lenders, 
mortgage lenders are not the county. They make a rough estimate that's usually really off, especially if they're not local, on property taxes to adjust your payment. I cannot tell you how many times I've had home buyers say, well, my lender said the taxes were only 1800 No, they didn't. If you read the good faith estimate, um, instead of just looking at the numbers, it says that they're basically guessing at your taxes. So, so you can um, get a better idea of what the taxes are going to be and then cross out whatever your lender put in there on the good faith estimate and add that number in there. You can go to our specific counties. You can type in value. You can type in assessment. You can type in the millage rate based on the zip code, and you can get estimates on all of the local counties' property appraiser website. So looking at taxes. Um, finding out about um, fees. A lot of homes in Tampa Bay are in homeowners associations, you know, or, or they have a CDD fee or um, there's some sort of assessment. So, so th- that's something that you want to know um, as best you can. Sometimes you don't find it out completely until you make an offer and the seller discloses to you that there's an assessment coming because maybe it's not out there yet. Um, but you want to do as much research as you can prior to um, the, the offer to know about fees. Home insurance, another common one. Um, people go into the process and again, they take that lender's good faith estimate for homeowner insur- homeowner's insurance and say, oh, my lender said the insurance is going to be 1800 well, if your lender can find you a policy for 1800 let them do it. But the reality is it may be more, it may be less. So get it, get a homeowner's insurance quote. Um, typically, that can be done with just the MLS sheet, some photos, and some basic information. Um, understanding the cost of utilities and upkeep. This is, this is also an interesting one because I think people make a mistake on this a lot. We get people all the time and ask and say, I want to know what the electric bill is on the house. Realistically, when you get the electric bill from a seller and look at it, it's completely irrelevant because you may run the house at 72 degrees and they run it at 78. They may, you know, heat up. They may take 19 showers a week and you take seven. They may have some, you know, elaborate theater system or an air conditioning unit in the garage. Or, I mean, there could be a whole variety of things that they have. But people, unfortunately, and the same thing goes with water. Well, why is the water bill so high? I don't know. Maybe they take a lot of showers. Maybe they have a, a kiddie pool that they put in the backyard and they fill it up once a week. I, I don't really know. But but the reality is you have to take those with a grain of salt because your usage may not be the same as what someone else's usage is. Can they be a decent baseline for you to understand what it's going to be? Sure. But I've had people that, that, you know, and this happens. I've had people buy a house, get the utility bill, and then six months after call up and be like, they said the power bill was 200 and it's 400. And it's like, well, don't turn your AC down to 68 degrees every day. You know, like your power bill's high because you're using more. Or maybe it's because you didn't replace the AC filter. Or maybe there is an issue. But reality is you want to know it for a baseline, but don't take it like a grain of salt. Don't expect whatever they're paying on utilities to be what you're going to pay, right? right. Yep. Yeah. And they might have been a, a power bill from March when the weather was perfect in Florida and they didn't run the AC at yeah, all. Yeah, bingo. And you it's move in August. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, big, big difference. Yeah, no question about it. Um, and then... Uh, digging into day-to-day life. Now, this is, you know, drive the neighborhood. Are there parks close by? Are there walking trails? Is there a conservation? Are there things about the, the that area that are, that are good for you, bad for you? Just, you know, like kind of what it's going to be like every day to live there. This is something that I tell people. Um, in, in this market, it's kind of hard to do this because homes are selling so fast that if they, if they don't make an offer quickly, someone else is. I always say, if you want to sleep in it, don't sleep on it. And, and so, you know, the advice that I give people about driving a neighborhood and, you know, going out at night and then the next morning and then commute time, sometimes that may cause you to miss 
out. But I'm always a firm believer that you, you know, you measure the commute time at the time that you're that you're actually going to commute. I'll have people be like, oh, you know, well, you know, it's 1030 on a Saturday and I drove to my office and it only took 19 minutes. It's like, well, yeah, at eight o'clock on Monday, it's going to take 190 minutes. So, you know, like big difference there. So digging into that day to day life to see what it's like living uh, in that home. So. Um, so, again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. I'm Andrew Duncan, joined by Rich Fuchland with a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections. And, Rich, before we jump to the break, we've just got a couple minutes. Um, but go over your fee structure really quick for home inspections because I think you guys are super competitive. The fact that you don't upcharge on some things, um, whether or not if you're listening to this and you're, um, you know, you don't want to use my real estate company, fine. You know, I get it. You're, you're lost. But – um, you know, Rich, you know, having worked with us for a long time, came highly recommended, has worked with several of our leadership people that have been very happy. And and I know that that's one thing I noticed. You, you're super competitive on on fees while also doing an incredibly good job. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I, I like to keep it simple. Um, so the basic uh, home inspection is based on the square footage of the house, which is pretty standard in, mm-hmm. the, in yep. the industry. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, and, and like I said, I don't like to add on a bunch of add-on stuff, uh, extra fees. If, if uh, we're doing a full home inspection and they, it's an older home that's going to need a four-point wind mitigation report, the insurance reports, it's only $75 additional. Cool. Um, termite inspection, only an additional $75, um, which is done by a third party, but payment can be made through me. Yep. Keep it nice and simple. Um, you know, the other add-on stuff, really, that, that's really on a, on a hit or miss. You know, it's a one-off kind of deal. But I like to keep it very simple easy. Um, again, because of the way the market is now, people have to make decisions very quickly. Yep. I don't want to be nickel and diamond going back yeah. and forth, making people choose if they want this service or not. And then they miss out or they take too long. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you guys turn around reports really quickly too. In a competitive market where you have to act quickly during that inspection period and make answers and do things, I think that's important too, to where you can turn around and let people know so they can they can act quickly. Uh, yay or nay or what's wrong and then ask for repairs if applicable in the contract. So a lot of that really does uh, make a, make a lot of sense. So again, a buyer's choice, Tampa.com and schedule your inspection.com. We're going to be back. We're going to talk about um, days on market. Look, it, it's, it's a commonly misunderstood thing. Um, but I want to talk about days on market and what it means as a buyer and what it means as a seller. Uh, when you're interpreting that data, how is it relevant today? How long a house has been on the market? Sometimes it's not relevant at all. Sometimes it's extremely relevant. So we're going to talk about days on market after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan, uh, joined by Rich Fuchlin with a Buyer's Choice Home Inspections. You know, look, what does days on market actually mean? You know, it's confusing for people sometimes. They don't quite understand it. But what it basically means is how many days a home has been on the MLS. Now, in our market, you have ADOM and CDOM, which is active days on market and complete days on market. They started doing that because real estate agents started figuring out tricks. They started thinking, well, um, you know, I can manipulate the system this way or that way, or I can take the home off the market for a little while, then put it back on the market after a week, and then it looks like a brand new listing. And, and so now they, they, they tie it to tax rolls and parcel ID numbers. So the MLS doesn't really allow, um, you know, real estate agents to kind of break the rules, so to speak. But the, the, the reality is, is how long the house has been on the market. And in today's market, um, most homes are selling within a couple of weeks. Many of them are selling in a day or two for bidding wars and multiple offer situations. We're not seeing as many multiple offer situations as we saw, you know, back in the summer, but, but we're still seeing them. And as time goes on, the, the longer a house is on the market, the more likely that a seller 
um, is going to have to reduce the price and that a buyer has the ability to negotiate off of asking price and reduce their chances of a bidding war. So it does uh, it does matter. Um, if your house is sitting on the market, you can reduce the price. You can freshen up the photos. There are things you can do. Um, I've, I believe you can also consider making some updates, taking it off the market, maybe improve it, then put it back on the market after the period of time in which it'll allow to be reset as a new listing. Um, but one of the things that I've always found interesting is um, in a market like today, where we have all these multiple offers, there are a lot of times where a house goes on the market and it's a little overpriced. And maybe the photos aren't great. Maybe they took the photos on a rainy day. And it sits on the market 30, 45, 60 days. And then it finally gets a price reduction. And the price reduction um, you know, puts the property back in line with what home buyers expect. Um, the problem is, is after it's been on the market for so many days, a lot of buyers will reject it and say, what's wrong with it? There's something wrong with this house. Why? I don't want to buy a house that's got a bunch of issues. So buyers that are missing out on homes or getting into bidding war situations and getting frustrated, one of the best tips I can give home buyers is look for inventory, one, that has been on the market a little while, because maybe it took them a couple price reductions and now it's priced well, but a lot of people have overlooked it and you might get a great deal. And then secondly, look for houses with terrible photos, because a lot of times the house is great, but the agent was lazy and didn't hire a professional photographer, or they hired a really bad professional photographer, or the weather was bad that day. So... Um, you know, I've told my agents, if a client calls you and says, this is what they're looking for. And then they send you a list of homes they want to see. Also take a look at the criteria they provided you and go look and see what they didn't send you. And if it's homes that they didn't send you because they've been on the market a while or because they have bad photos, include them and show them anyway, because the photos may be, you know, deceptive. They may, it may be wrong. The house may be perfectly great. So buyers can find opportunities that way. And if you're a seller again, and your house has been on the market a little while, um, if it's marketed properly and got great photos, that's the market's way of saying it's overpriced. If it sits on the market, that, that essentially it's overpriced. Now, there are rare circumstances where if it sits on the market, it's not overpriced. Things like a neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of activity or a really high-end home. You know, the, the higher the price, the longer it takes to sell. So it's not always an end-all, be-all that if it's sitting on the market, there's something wrong with it. But the reality is the longer it sits, the more likely it is that it needs a price adjustment or it needs updated or it needs new or fresh photos. So, um, you know, home, um, you know, home buyers can definitely use that to their advantage. Um, if your agent isn't giving you that advice and showing you older listings that have been reduced a couple times or showing you and taking you out and looking in person at listings that have bad photos, but look like incredible houses, maybe you need a new real estate agent. Um, but again, that's neither here nor there. You, you can, um, use it to your advantage as a buyer and home sellers, uh, days on market. Um, you know, the, if you pay attention to it, the longer you sit, the more likely you might need an adjustment. And Rich, this is one last question before we end today's show. You ever noticed, um, that, you know, that, that homes that have been on the market longer may have more issues in a home inspection, or does that just not, is that not typically relevant? Um, I always wondered it just because I thought to myself, it's been on the market longer. Maybe they're not maintaining it. Is there any correlation with that? You know, I just, I always wondered if that was even relevant or not. I, I don't necessarily see a direct correlation. Um, more than maybe something being wrong or maintenance, it's probably because it's outdated. Yeah. And outdated necessarily isn't a problem for a home inspection. Yeah. But it just means that it needs some updating exactly. to kind of keep up with yeah. the pace. So so again, you've been listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We're here every Sunday. We appreciate you tuning in. Again, when we aren't on air, follow on our socials, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, um, you know, Instagram, 
Twitter, at the Duncan Duo. And uh, we're going to have some really cool contests coming up, give away some lightning tickets and some lightning swag. So, again, make sure you're following us on social for some of those cool giveaways. And we'll be back next week. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.